The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast drivers start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb aloha and welcome to the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez uh, yes, I am Cody. Cody recognized it early on. See, this is why you got to watch on YouTube, Rod, because uh, you get to see Rod in his Hawaiian shirt. First thing I said when we got on, I go, "Wow, that is a nice shirt. Uh, it looks amazing." Rod is rocking it. Uh, he's actually in Hawaii right now. You can see the palm tree behind him there. Uh, it's great. Uh, well, and then in full disclosure, I was telling Cody that I, I t- I've taken to listening to history podcasts on my one hour trip to and from where I, I'm going to work uh, for the last few weeks. And part of that was listening to a history podcast about Hawaii and its statehood. They talked about how they actually started making Hawaiian shirts. I realized I had one in the closet. I felt like I needed to break it out because I've been underestimating how awesome Hawaiian shirts are. No more. I'm wearing it. You can see it on YouTube. So that's a shameless plug to go watch the YouTube channel. Hey, whatever we got to do to drive people over to the YouTube channel. <laughs> now you can see Rod in his Hawaiian shirt. It, it looks great. You look good always, of course. But uh, yeah, I like it. It's Hawaiian shirts. Like you said, they're they're not appreciated for as good as they make people look. I think I did not know that they were made out of kimono fabric originally. That's that's yeah. the more Me you either. know. <laughs> Anyways, speaking anyway. of driving traffic, uh, let's not bury this lead because this is definitely uh, a great. Well, speaking of speaking of listening to other podcasts and getting great ideas, exactly. Right? Cody Cody got himself a fantastic idea. Yeah came to me and said, hey, Rod, I think we're going to do this. And, of course, I said, let's go. So, Cody, I would like you to announce your brainchild uh, that was that was spawned by what you heard this morning. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, this is Denny Hamlin's idea. Don't think we're trying to steal it or anything. We're giving him full credit. We've named it Hamlin Mania. That was the best I could come up with in a short period today. But, uh, yeah, no, basically on his show, and he, he gave this out as an idea for something that NASCAR should look into and NASCAR should implement on their own now we don't have the powers that nascar does to implement that on their own so we're going to run it in our own way but basically his idea was you know have nascar get 10 weeks into the season 
and then take the top 32 teams in the standings, put them in a bracket, and it's head-to-head for everybody, right? And so that's exactly what we're going to do. We went through and seeded. Hopefully I got everybody right because that was not super easy to to go through the seeding and pair everybody up, but I think it's at least close enough. Uh, it stipulates in the rules that we're allowed to make changes if we want. So that's the change <laughs> if it's not right. Um, but no, and so it's really cool. So so basically it's going to be, you know, like your March Madness bracket, basically, um, with 32 teams instead of 64, of course. And it's the drivers and it's seated, uh, you know, so like the, the number one driver in points will, will be the top seated guy, which right now is Christopher Bell. And he'll face up this weekend at Dover against the number 32 guy in points, which is... Noah Gragson, actually, uh, and crazy enough. So the the second matchup will be Ross Chastain, who's second, and he has to face Chase Elliott, who's the thirty one seed, because obviously Elliott has missed some time. So it, it's, I mean, right away there's already tough things in here, but you get so it'll be over five weeks, right? And so that's the idea is we're going to go the next five races. So each each race is around. This will be the round of thirty two. Kansas next week will be the round of sixteen, um, and then it'll be Darlington for the round of eight so on and then uh well we won't count the all-star race but then it'll be the 600 whatever so we go on um and so yeah so basically you know it's going to be head to head so if christopher bell wrecks out noah gragson could easily move on he could get lucky and catch a couple of guys that have engine trouble you know or whatever and move on and i do want to give shout out to full tank with phil we had phil on a couple weeks ago he had a very similar thing now his he had put maybe even more thought into his because it was handicapped out with place differentials and everything. We're just doing straight head to heads, but for his Karch Madness bracket, so definitely check that out when he goes back to it next year. But um, of course, like all contests on this network, the SGP network, how much does this con this contest cost you, Rod? Zero dollars and zero cents. My favorite Absolutely price for anything. Free, of course, like everything on the SGP network, it is free. Um, details are over on our Twitter at NASCAR gambling, go over there. You can get the link. Uh, it's got the rules inside the thing there and everything. We're going to give away a Denny Hamlin 124 scale. Now that's the big one, not the little tiny one, you know, but, uh, car of, of Denny Hamlin's for first place. Uh, and then an SGP gift card, $50 gift card for second place. Uh, and yeah, all the rules are listed over there. I'm not going to walk you through all of it, but similar to March madness, right? You get like 10 points for every correct pick in the first round. It's more points for the next round. So ideally, you want to have the guy that's left last standing of this. And I think in we'll cut, we'll update this every week and cover it and talk about the upsets and everything. But there's going to be some really tight battles where guys end up, you know, one or two spots or somebody passes somebody on the last lap and it moves them on in this bracket. I think it's going to be a fun time. Denny Hamlin has liked our tweet about it. So uh, he approves. Obviously, we appreciate that, Denny. If you want to come on, Denny, open invitation anytime you ever want to come on. Feel free. But if you want to come on, we're on Friday. Rod and I will go through this. We have not made our picks yet. We're not going to study it or anything. We'll react live, go through all the bracket, see who makes our winners. Uh, I've been amazed by how many people already have entered, and we just put the tweet out like two hours ago, if that. So uh, it's been awesome. But yeah, definitely get in. It'll close Sunday. I think I set it up like an hour or two before the race, although it depends on the time zones because the site was a little tricky on that part. But around race time sometime on sunday get your picks in before then um but yeah this is going to be fun it's it's great idea by denny hamlin and, and like he said right so if, if nascar implemented it um and you have an award at the end right like the the guy who wins it gets money gets points something and they're going to get bragging rights too and he thinks that 
it would make the competition because guys like him would look and see, okay, I got to make sure I beat this guy. And yeah, of course, they're going to be trying to win. They're going to be doing all, you know, get their regular points. But on top of that, hey, where is that number 12 car? Hey, where's that number 22 car? I got to I gotta make sure I'm ahead of that guy and move on In a, if this was a real-life scenario with the real-life bracket, right? So hopefully NASCAR will listen to him. Obviously, they listen to his podcast. We know that, right? Uh, and so maybe they'll take something from that idea, implement it in their own way, uh, and then NASCAR can have their own version of March Madness where you can enter a bracket and, and do all that. But until NASCAR does it, we have you covered. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm really excited for it. We'll, we'll keep it updated, obviously, in a, a leaderboard and update who's leading and, and see who can win at the end. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. It will be a good time. You know what else is a good time? Let's tell you about the other contests running here on the SGPN Network. Shady Rays has got their Parlay of the Day contest going. We're running that special Parlay of the Day contest for you who've bought their shades for Shady Ray from ShadyRay.com using that promo code SGPN. Every day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast, the Mothership's going to release a Shady Rays Parlay of the Day. If the Parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. How do you do how to get into this go to sports gambling podcast.com slash shady to get started to get to start getting shady uh, i tripped over it because our friends at shady rays they've got you covered as they always do from the sun to the slopes you're going to get premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles so much more they got independent they're an independent sunglass company they got world-class products that they're giving out that are just as good as any expensive pair that you'll ever wear that will ever wear they got durable frames Extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost or broken replacements. As I've told you before, if you lose them five seconds after you buy them, if you take them off of your face and sit on them in your car, not saying I've done that before, but I'm just saying I've done that before. And if you do that, even if it's 10 days, five minutes afterwards, they're going to give it to you perfectly free they'll replace it for you without even asking any questions of how much of an idiot rod is for breaking that pair of glasses two seconds after he gets them into his hands not only are you going to look good but you're going to feel good too because shady rays has donated over two uh, 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america if you don't love them exchange them for free or return them within 30 days no risk when you shop Shady Rays. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. I do want to get back, though, to this uh, to uh, our contest. First of all, I bet Shady Rays would look really nice with that Hawaiian uh, shirt. Just want to throw that out there. So uh, <laughs> make sure you get your pair ordered there, Rod, and uh, you can rock the Shady Rays with the with the Hawaiian shirt. I just like that I get 50% off of two or more pairs. I, that, yeah. You know, then if and I they're do, donating to great causes and everything, too. Seriously. That's, oh, man, that's always nice. Like, if I do break one, if I, if I do break one, I've got a second one while I wait for the yeah, other one to get replaced. For, yeah. God, damn, that's a good. They know what they're doing over there. They do. They do. But we know what we're doing, too. And uh, in fact, I just uh, my thoughts on this whole Denny Hamlet thing is I, I really do agree that this is something that should be tested. I, I, I do feel like he's not the only one who needs a little extra oomph uh, in the middle of a season. Right. I mean, a little extra um, stress, I suppose, because trying to just beat one more driver it, when you know that your day is shot 
right? You're just looking for that other driver. So let's say you you do find yourself in the middle of the pack or toward the bottom of the pack, and, and you know that you don't have a, a car to win or even like a top 15 car. Well, now your eyes are on, like, let's say Christopher Bell's got his eyes on Noah Gragson. It's like, okay, well, where's Noah? You know, I know I don't have a top 20 car, but is Noah a top 20 car? Can I get to the top 20? So, yes, that's definitely a little extra incentive for these guys who um, – and back markers too. I mean, that gives them a little extra incentive to try to, to run a little more, uh, I oh, guess, on top. You throw a super speedway in there or something too, where they've, you know, a J.J. Yaley. Now he would have to be in the points, obviously. But, uh, you know, gets a 12th place finish or whatever he just got this past week. Like a guy like Kyle Larson, surprise on a super speedway, doesn't finish good. Like it's not guaranteed that it's going to be one of these top guys. And, I mean, especially with the parity we have now, like, the top 15 guys. I mean, that changes a lot. Guys have good days. Guys have bad days. It, it can swing things. You put attached some points to the end of it. That would be great. And, and another point Denny brought up too, the gambling aspect, right? And uh, thank you, Denny Hamlin for embracing gambling. Steve Latart. I mean, dirty Mo has their own dirty Mo Doe show over there. Like Dale jr. Is fully into the gambling. I mean, they are completely backing it. Love to see it. Uh, it's, it's amazing that, you know, they're continuing to push that. Obviously it's becoming a much bigger thing. More people are getting into it. You could have lines on these matchups. You got Ross Chastain versus Chase Elliott this week. Like that's a head to head that can specically be made and labeled as, you know, a, a NASCAR, whatever you want to call challenge it. or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. NASCAR bracket challenge. You can call it Hamlet mania. We've not trademarked the name. Go for it. You can use it, uh, whatever you want to call it. But it gives you the extra, right? And they could even put position differentials on there like Phil does on his Karch Madness contest. Like, you know, if it is uh, Christopher Bell versus Noah Gregson, right? You go in, you find out their average. Okay, they average finishing, you know, say it's five positions apart. Obviously, we know it's bigger, but you could set it at four and a half, right? And so Bell has to beat him by four and a half spots. Like, it could add so many more angles to it as well. So I, I think it's an amazing idea by Denny. And that's why all of a sudden I was just like, we've got to do something with this. Like he threw it out there and it was just boom. It was like, we've, we've got to make this into something. So I'm glad that, you know, the bosses approved it quickly. They have no problem with it. They, I wouldn't, I don't know if they give us free reign, but they are very nice about what they allow us to do and everything. And, and, and yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm super excited for this. It's going to be fun. Love seeing all the entries pouring in, get yours in. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. And, gonna- you know, We'll, we'll talk about it when we go through it all too, but don't just go chalk. You know, don't just always pick the higher seed. Like there's going to be plenty of upsets. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. I'm curious to see whose bracket stays as perfect as can be right. after the yeah. first couple can of weeks. We get, can we get a perfect bracket? No $50 million bonus. Sorry. We've not purchased <laughs> insurance for this, uh, but we'll give you, maybe we'll toss an extra, you know, $50 gift card in there. So I, I don't <laughs> run a mattress company that I cannot yeah. uh, sell mattresses to, to hedge, Go hedge our bets with the, yeah. uh, if you buy it. Yeah. Can't, can't, we're do not, that. we're not to that point just quite yet. Uh, but I will say I congrats to Danny for listening to Phil, to listen to full tank with Phil, to yeah. get this Karch madness, uh, likely where he got the idea. Yeah. He was probably listening and he goes, you know, that's a fantastic idea. I'm going to bring it up on my podcast. So <laughs> Phil, I'm going to give you the OG creditor for, uh, for this bracket and, and we'll have, Denny, just take your and ride your coattails. But Denny, listen, I, I still think that's a fantastic idea. I, you know, I'd love to have you on the show. Cody would love to have you on the show to talk it through. Uh, after a couple of weeks, maybe we, we see what the validity of this is. Does it work? Does it get folks excited? Like, can we handicap? You remember, I'm a, I'm a handicapper now. So right. if after a couple yeah. of weeks I decide I want to start putting some uh, 
some numbers together on this. We could do yeah, some side bets. Plenty of, plenty of twists and turns I could take to it and be really fun. It's it's a great idea. So, yeah. So, props to Denny again. This, I don't want anybody to think that this was our idea. Like, it's we named it Hamlin Madness. It's a Denny Hamlin car. You're like fully Denny's idea. We're just playing off of it, right? But but I think it's it's an amazing idea. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. I am very, very excited for it as well. Uh, I am also very, very excited that the fact that we are moving to Dover this week for our NASCAR pick show, our Cup Series pick show, for the Worth 400 uh, at the Dover, at the Monster Mile. I tell you what, there's a lot of, of great storylines in and of this self and this own track. I've got... In my research was like, what the heck is going on uh, with this? But I, I love this track. I love how unique it is. I do love the monster. Uh, why? Because I've seen Jimmy Johnson hold that monster up a few times, and it's been fantastic every single time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a fun 400 miles around this uh, uh, one-mile paved track that they've got going on. Obviously, it is a monster. It is unique in its own way. So many different ways to do this, and uh, and we're going to break it all down uh, when we come back from our second break to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy besides the NHL, NBA, and MLB games? They've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Part of SGPN's Draft Week, we are holding a free NFL Draft Props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. As always, and if everything with the SGPN, it is completely free to join. The winner is going to get $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Go to the NFL channel for the sign up link. All right, like I said, Cody, we are moving on to Dover, Delaware for this mile, this 400-mile track. Uh, it's such a fun track. I, I love when I would play this on the uh, on the Xbox or whatever, like this NASCAR Heat Games or, or whatever the old ones were, uh, to go to this track because this track gave me so many opportunities to just muscle my way into positions and i just i would wait for that turn and get in there as hot as i could and then you know crash normally but it was still fun <laughs> yeah, whatever that happens no yeah it's an exciting place uh again it's a shorter track right it's only a little over a mile but it's a very fast track it's highly banked um and they're they're cooking at some good speeds we've seen some crazy bad wrecks here uh there's nowhere to go like when you wreck here it, it just you're bouncing off one wall into the other wall. Uh, I mean, there's that iconic Jimmy Johnson save during qualifying where he somehow spins out and and misses things, but it was amazing because he didn't hit anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, Monster you know, or Miles the Monster, of course, is their mascot. There is a massive rock giant guy that's out front, and he has his hand up like this, and, and there is a car inside of his hand. I don't know if it's is it might be permanently Jimmy Johnson now, but I think at it points is. they had the winner of each, you know, the previous race was always in there. Um, but then and then the the trophy is similar to that where it's a smaller version, obviously, of Miles holding your car they put in there when you win. 
Um, but it, you know, that all comes from, this is a concrete track that chews people up and spits them out. It is a monster to drive on. Um, and we saw it last year. So our guy, Ryan over at I fantasy race, he said, he tweeted this out. I'm just going to read it. Cause I thought it was a good summary of, uh, of how last year's race went, right. Our, our one example of, of this track on, uh, with the, with the new car, but hard to say who had the best car last year at Dover. Denny Hamlin dominated the race until he literally lost a wheel while leading. And then he rebounded back up to fourth before he had more problems. Kyle Busch burned by a caution during the pit cycle while leading. Then Chase Elliott dominated at the end. He ends up winning the race, but constant action throughout the day. Uh, and again, this this track will chew people up. It will spit them out. Uh, and and <laughs> not only that, Rod, but there is uh, some rain in the forecast the entire weekend. 60% chance Friday, 70% chance Saturday, 70% chance Sunday couple of things no wet weather package here it is a shorter track yes but it's too fast of speeds to have the wet weather package so they will not be running in the rain they will not be running in the damp and no lights at this track last year this race was held on monday so we'll see hopefully that's not the case here um and yeah ooh, the whole weekend looks rough so we could potentially you know get the lineup set by the metric we could potentially not see this um, which again would make things very interesting. I think they're supposed to have practice this week. I should probably know that, but uh, <laughs> you were I'm too, very, you were I'm too very busy making the brackets, back. so I, I forgive you on that. Uh, yeah, I've been busy trying to seed everybody properly. No, they do have a practice session um, before qualifying. So obviously, that's always. Although last time there was a practice session, the race went nothing like the practice session. So who knows? But it would be nice to see some time, track time. But potentially, you know, it could mix things up. Could get a double header on Sunday with Xfinity. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? So, all going to be things to keep an eye on this weekend. Yes, indeed. Uh, all and right. just driver notes, real quick too. Uh, Brennan Poole is in the 15 car for Rick yes. Racing. Yes, he is. JJ Yaley's in the 51. BJ McLeod's back in the 78. So no Zane Smith. I thought that was kind of sad. I mean, I mean, last week we knew he wasn't going to be in the Rickware car because he was in the front row car. But you kind of hoped he would maybe be back in the 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 Rick Ware car this weekend, but uh, I guess Brennan Poole was the highest bidder. Well, the, either that or they were just like, eh, okay, that didn't work <laughs> out like we wanted to. Let's just yeah, move he on. Had a decent run. He did. Before, though. He was uh, he was looking okay. I'm I'm fine yeah, with that. Who knows? But uh, all right. We well, last season they did run all 400 laps and exactly 400 laps. There's 13 cautions for 75 laps. 17 lead changes. Time of the race: three hours, 49 minutes. Average speed: 104. Uh, your pole speed was 160. There was 1,511 green flag passes. Don't get Denny Hamlin started on those green flag passes. Yeah, let's not get him started. <laughs> He's not, yeah. Uh, 4.6 per green flag lap. Uh, so that was last May. Uh, they, they do only come here once a year, except for a, a few years ago when they were coming here twice. Obviously, 2020 was a unique situation in which they came here oh, twice They used as well. to come here twice a year going back for a while too yep. but it's one of those because i got got cut back to one yeah so um all right well i feel like we've we don't need to break this this track down any more than anybody else already does so why don't we start laying out some of our our favorite picks for this race shall we yeah and real quick too just comp track wise there isn't any <laughs> it's this is another one of those very unique places right uh we, we've been to some similar size tracks in like richmond and in phoenix but those are such flat tracks this is a, a 
how deeper track it's faster i looked mostly well you know momentum we always count that despite some people's opinions uh we, we always, momentum counts a lot but also looking back um at what guys have done on the intermediates earlier in the season so you got auto club you got las vegas i think that this type of track is more comparable to those it's not it's not an exact correlation those tracks are bigger they're laid out differently yes but higher tire wear at those tracks like you'll see here higher speeds uh, so i do think it is more comparable to an intermediate so i'm going to reference some intermediate statistics going to reference what people have done at this track as well yes it's a new car but we have seen some correlations there so but there is not uh, even bristol honestly you could probably use a little bit but not a direct another one of these places that there is no there's no other place like it rod there really is no other place like it and it's because there's a gigantic monster standing in front of it with a car crushed in its hand uh, maybe not crushed it's placed gently <laughs> it's, it's in placed, his hand yeah. um but to your point look i'm only looking at phoenix i'm at phoenix at dover rather maybe i will i will reference phoenix maybe once uh for for just the fact that it's a mile but you know how how people perform on here you see the patterns, right? And that's that's basically, if you look at Phoenix, if you look at all the other like mile tracks or even even slightly shorter tracks, it doesn't it doesn't correlate to, to Dover. Like Dover yeah. is its own animal, literally. Yep. So so again, yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to be back in a place where we can more more so pick things, but still not going to be as easy uh, as some of the other places. But my first bet, I'm going to start with a mixture of momentum and past track history here i'm going to take chase elliott over william byron minus 125 this one's over on caesars i talked about on the recap show that i think it's going to be a hendrick week and i do still stand behind that but william byron he did this last season and i'm starting to see it again this season he started off last season so hot and it was like holy shit william byron welcome to the party and then he just kind of trailed off as the season went. Now he had an okay season. He made the playoffs, obviously, everything. But it just it kind of went downhill from there. We get into 2023, and it's like, oh, shit. Hey, William Byron, welcome to the party. And now things are starting to trail off a little bit. So um, you go back here recently. He did finish seventh last week at Talladega. Again, that's just a crapshoot. But before that, 23rd place at Martinsville, where he had one of the fastest cars last season, was the favorite to win that race. You know, everybody expects him to show up no, nowhere around all day. 13th place at Bristol Dirt. That's so-so. He was 24th at Richmond the week before. And this race last year also finished in 24th place. So I don't know that I'm expecting him to be bad by any means, but I do think that Chase Elliott is going to be the more reliable, more consistent guy to bet on. Uh, Chase Elliott, you want to talk about momentum, right? He's got two races back, a 10th place finish at Bristol Dirt, a second or a 12th place finish at at Talladega last week. Again, only so much you can put into Talladega, but he did win stage one, almost won stage two, missed it by a couple feet. So he's definitely getting more comfortable getting back in his rhythm. Um, he finished second place at Auto Club. Again, not super comparable, but intermediate track where he had some good success earlier this season. Um, and then he won here last year as well, obviously. That's a, that's a big part of it. Um, and then you go back and you look at, at his statistics over time here. He has been good here. He won here last year. Had a third place in 2021. One of the 2020 races, he finished in fifth. He won here in 2018. Had another a 12th place finish in the other 2018. Had a second place in 2017. I mean, you go back, he's got a fifth in 2017. Uh, in 2016, he finished third in both races, all the way back to his very first starts at this track. He's been good. Um, 
and this has been a Hendrick track, which obviously these are both Hendrick guys, so you can't really use that in one one's favor, not the other. But Chase Elliott, been reliable here, been good here. Um, and William Byron, I'm, I think we're maybe starting to see what we saw last year where he comes out of the gate just firing, and then, you know, like a racehorse or whatever gets tired early, and as they start to cross the, the posts, he, he starts to fall behind a little. I think we might be getting there with Byron. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and wins this race all of a sudden. He's good. It's not going to shock anybody, right? He's the first guy with two wins this season. He's been having a great season. But starting to see that little bit of glimpse of what we saw before, maybe that continues to happen. So I'm going to lean into that narrative a little bit and take Elliott over Byron at minus 125. I can't argue with you on that one. Again, Elliot's just kind of, he, he had to ease his way back. I mean, a couple of races in now, he's he's gotten comfortable. He, he had a super speedway race. He had, you know, the race before to, to get ready for it. So, yeah, I, I feel like he's he's getting ready. And Dover's a track where he knows. He knows all the twists, all the turns, all the banks, probably uh, every single crack that's in that track. Um, so I, I definitely can't argue, and I'll make a, a larger case <laughs> Every for that as well crack that's in that track you're a poet rod well it's the shirt i feel like it's, it's uh it's the shirt it's, i thought you were gonna break out in a rap or something making me feel like jeff gluck on us all of a sudden. jimmy jimmy buffett i think is really where i <laughs> what i'm feeling like um all right so uh my my next my first bet's pretty much just a gut bet i i, I feel like this is if i'm gonna throw a dart at a top 10 i'm gonna throw a dart at a top 10 at plus 450 and this is eric jones as a top 10 car uh, in this race he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot this season I get it it's been a very rough season for Eric Jones but he did luck his way into a sixth place finish I don't want to say luck because he actually had a pretty strong car for the for the most part um, but he did get a, us a top 10 finish uh, in Talladega last week to finish sixth he had 14th at Bristol Dirt eight at Atlanta again another kind of a super speedway thing he's been there at points he has been there at points. I'm not saying bet your house on this. I'm saying this is a, a little... Uh, Cody's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and his average finish is terrible. Why am I building a case against Eric Jones, guys? To tell you that this is one... <laughs> that's that, what you do, right? Because that's what I do. I give you a ton of, of stats against. But what I will say is that Eric Jones has three top 10 finishes in 10 starts on this track, he had a 10th place finish last uh, last year in 2022, but he finished 12th in 2020, 15th in 2019, and 12th in 2017, and 15th in 2017 as well, which means he's been around. His average finish on this track is 13.6. There has only been one race, and that was a 2021 race, where he was not inside the top 10 at any point in the race. He has been inside the top 10 every single race that he's run on this track, save one, right? So he's been in the mix. Like I said, he doesn't finish all the time. He's got a 22nd place finish in 2021, a second, uh, 22nd finish in that 2022 or that 2020 race. That was the second one. So again, it, it's not a strong case to be made for Eric Jones, but maybe last week that legacy and with Noah Gragson running as well as he ran, right? Almost had an opportunity to maybe possibly steal a win in Talladega. I mean, I know it's a super speedway race. I know we say anything can and will happen, but those cars looked okay. They looked all right. You know, the 42 and the 43 looked like they could be contenders. Maybe that's all this team needed to get a little bit more confidence and maybe all Eric Jones needs just to finish 
inside the top 10 like he did last season and uh, and run close to that top 15. Because if he can run in the top 15, I see no reason why he can't advance another five spots to finish inside the top 10. And I said I'd bring in Phoenix into the example. He did start in 10th place in Phoenix this season. So he started inside the top 10. He didn't finish there, but at least he started inside the top 10 uh, at, at one point on a, on a mile track. So like I said, at plus 450, that is the only reason that I am taking a stab because top 10 odds, odds suck this week, right? Ooh. So yeah, if I'm finding top a guy, rough they're week. brutal, which is why I'm, I'm okay taking a stab at Eric Jones at plus 450. Yeah, you actually talked me into this one because uh, again like on the surface like legacy has sucked this year it's it's been very rough for them uh you know some super speedway finishes that's all good and great but doesn't necessarily translate but with his track history here i get a lot of those were in gibbs cars yes but he did last year have a good run you said um in a plus 450 again tossing a little dart out there getting a long shot in uh it's not a bad bet at all like we said this track can chew people up spit people out so if he can avoid some chaos that may happen, that could help him get up there as well. Um, so, yeah, for, for a longer shot at the odds you're getting it at, um, that is one I like. I am going to go to Brad Keselowski over Chase Briscoe, minus 120. Um, there is nothing that has instilled confidence in me um, with Stuart Hall this season, again, except for Kevin Harvick. Of course, we know Kevin Harvick. Good everywhere, good anywhere put him out there in a go-kart he'd still keep up with these guys it seems like he's a different part the other three shr cars nothing has instilled confidence in me that has been outside of their short flat track package right they were decent at martinsville um decent at bristol dirt which whatever um but and i think richmond may or phoenix was the other one where they had some some decent cars but uh, i think that coming back to uh, a more intermediate style of track a faster track where we saw them struggle big time early in the season that is going to be the case again and brad k i really like um you look back at last season chris busher had an eighth place finish here um that was obviously one of those rfk cars uh you go to bristol right where brad dominated a portion of the race busher ends up uh, winning that race so again these, these faster tracks it's so tough to make that comparison i'm not i'm not straight comparing it but i'm, I'm grasping for, for strings here of course um but then you go back and just over kind of some of the last couple of races, I tossed Richmond in there. Uh, Keselowski finished 10th. Briscoe finished 12th. Then you go back to Vegas again, intermediates. Keselowski 17th, not even that great, but Briscoe 28th. Remember, these were the days where he was running with BJ McLeod every week. Um, I'd like to see the BJ McLeod Chase Briscoe matchup this week because I might take BJ McLeod in that, but that's okay. Uh, then you go back to Auto Club, and Brad was up in seventh, a good strong run there, and Briscoe all the way back in 20th again. Go back to last season here. Uh, Briscoe did finish 13th, so he beat Brad Keselowski at 20th. But I feel like that RFK program has improved so much since then that it's hard to look at that. Um, and the SHR program outside of the recent short flat tracks, and you could maybe say, well, that's the momentum for you, right? I would take that as a counter argument, but I still don't think that that's going to translate back to these bigger, faster tracks where they have just struggled so much outside of Kevin Harvick, of course. Uh, and, and I don't think we're going to see that from guys like Briscoe again. So I think this is kind of your chance to get back on this. And, and then Briscoe is going to be running back there with BJ McLeod. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is where he was early in the season before we got to his style of tracks where he specifically is more good at. Right. 
You have angered several Briscoe truthers in this. So. Hey, I bet on Briscoe a couple of different times. I cashed yeah. a bet on him. I don't remember which one. I cashed on him somewhere. So, hey, I'll take him when I need him and fade him when I don't. Yeah, that's that's betting. That's gambling, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly that. Um, all right. So, if there was ever a lock uh, bet that I would tell you to make, this next bet is... Probably, I know we like we hate that word in the Discord. What's your lock of the week? I don't have a lock, man. This is race, especially car a NASCAR game. This, this is, is not, yeah. Oh, this is not football or no. basketball. Like no. it's tough to have a lock. Yeah, Ross I, Chastain's on the other line for you, Rod. Yeah, oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm good with that. Uh, but this this is about as close as I can get. And if I'm going to give you out a lock of the week, having a Hendrick Motorsports car. As the top Chevy is my lock. <clears throat> now there's not an actual. You got it, guys. Excuse me, because I got allergies going on, man. It's it's been brutal over here in California. With all that rain, came all of the pollen, and it's attacking all at once now. So um, you're gonna hear some wheezing, some sniffing, some whatever. But let yeah, I had it last week. I think I gave it to you via the microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> gotta um, be careful. Sometimes these viruses just transfer through. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know how the internet works, but I'm pretty sure that is exactly how it works. Uh, but no, let it, let the message not be lost on this. Okay. Um, there are four, obviously Hendrick motorsports cars, uh, and, and there's no, there's no parlay to do. Now, if you parlay them, this would be fantastic and find a way to get creative with it. But, um, I would suggest taking a unit or taking a half a unit and even breaking it into farther and putting something on all of these guys because every single one of them has the opportunity. I'll give you the odds right now that I found on Barstool. Uh, Byron is at plus 290 right now. He is the favorite uh, Hendrick Motorsport to be the top Chevy. Elliott's at plus 350. Bowman's at plus 400. By the way, happy birthday, Mr. Alex Bowman today. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how old he's turning, but he's definitely much younger than me. I think he's 30. Oh, he's, oh, Jesus Christ. He's a baby. Uh, and then, and then of course, about my age, Rod. <laughs> he is. Uh, so Elliot's at 400. Bowman is at plus 725 to, to do this. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I started wrong. Let's back this up. There you go, Rod, making up numbers again. No, I'm just not reading my <laughs> it sheet is, properly. It, is, it does show up funny in the document. Yeah. So, so Larson's at plus 290. He is the top uh, uh, Chevy guy at the Hendrick stable. Then Byron is at plus 350. Elliott is at plus 400. And Bowman is at plus 725. I am going to read off to you the top Chevys uh, from this Dover track. Are you ready? Elliott was the top Chevy in 2022. Bowman was the top Chevy in 2021. Johnson was the top Chevy in the fall race of 2020, where Elliott was the spring of 2020. Larson was in a Ganassi car, uh, but he was the top driver in 2019, uh, the top Chevy. But right behind him was Alex Bowman in the 88, right? Bowman was the top Chevy in 2019. Elliott in 2018, Johnson in 2018, Elliott in 2017, Johnson in 2017, Elliott in 2016, Larson in 2016, because he was in the Ganassi car again, but Elliott was right behind him in that race as the second Chevy. Harvick was the top Chevy in 2015, but of course Harvick's not in a Chevy anymore. Who was right behind him? Dale Jr. So that was a, a Hendrick car at the time. Johnson in 2015, Gordon in 2014, Johnson in 2013, Johnson in 2013 again with Junior right behind him. Mark Martin was even a top Chevy in 2009, and the dominance of Hendrick started in the year 2008. I, I again, not good at math. That is a lot of years in which a Hendrick car 
has finished as the top Chevy, if not a current Hendrick driver, like I said, in Larson. So I'm telling you right now, one of these guys is going to finish as the top Chevy. Will one of them win the race? More than likely. But as a top Chevy, you, if you've bet on this for the last 20 years almost, you've cashed this bet. So I'm telling you right now, sprinkle something on all of these guys because one of them will finish as the top Chevy when the dust settles on the Monster Mile. If my quick math is correct, 22 wins at this track for Hendrick. Jimmy Johnson, granted, has 11 of those, but 22 wins. That's impressive. They've won the last two times we've been here. Chase Elliott last season, Alex Bowman the season before, uh, and then you just listed it off, obviously. like They have been the top Chevy so many times here. So, yeah, I back this. So I, I like this. I like it a lot, too, going through, splitting up the units. You know, Maybe you throw a little bit more on, on the guys up top, a little bit less on the guys at the bottom, balance it out how you want to. Uh, and you can end up with a pretty solid payday. And again, you go to the Chevy camp, you got the track house guys, which really is only Ross Chastain. Who else are you really looking at Chevy that's that's probably going to be up there with them? Uh, I would say this is this is a pretty solid bet. I, I like doing it that way. I am going to stick with hashtag fade Briscoe this week. I'm going to take the other RFK guy over him. Uh, I think I forgot to mention too, Kozlowski over Briscoe, that's over on Caesars. Uh, this one is Busher over Briscoe. This is minus 110 over on DraftKings. Uh, and it's basically the same argument I just laid out, right? Chris Busher, eighth place here last season. Um, he won that Bristol race, like I mentioned before. Um, and, and then you go back to uh, California, 13th there, 21st at Las Vegas. Decent enough runs, uh, where, whereas Briscoe was not very good at either of those tracks. Uh, and again, this is I'm just straight up fading Briscoe. I like both RFK guys this week. Ford, um, especially looking at the odds, it's kind of crazy. Like you can tell that nobody, no, none of these bookmakers have any trust in Ford this week, with the exception of Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is the one exception, right? And, and so you go and you look, and different places are different ways. But so over here on Caesars is what I have pulled up right now. Kyle Larson's the favorite at plus four fifty at the top. Then you got Elliott, Byron, Hamlin, Bell, Truex. Your first Ford is Harvick at plus 1,100. Then it's Bush, Chastain, Bowman, Reddick. Joey Logano, the defending Cup Series champion, is 20 to 1 as the next Ford on the board. Some of these groupings that these guys are in, it's crazy. Like nobody has faith in these guys. I think was Joey Logano, what was his top 10 odds? I felt like those were, he's plus 100 for a top 10, which. It's crazy, like Joey Logano at plus money, but then it's like, it's almost like, well, was that a trap because he's, he's that bad here? And like the Fords, again, when we when we talk about anything that Kevin Harvick's included in, he doesn't count. The Fords outside of Kevin Harvick have struggled here in the past, um, and I think that that's going to continue. Now, again, both these guys are Fords, obviously the RFK camp, but outside of Kevin Harvick, I do have some faith in the RFK camp. They have proven to me on the intermediates, they've proven to me at the Bristol types, that that they're pretty decent. Busher um, proved it here last season as well with his uh, eighth place finish, and I think they can get it done. And I'm just I'm completely out on Briscoe outside of short flat backs until I see something else from him because I've not seen anything from him that would make me even want to bet him over BJ McLeod outside of the short flat tracks, and that's just how it is. And so I'm just full fate of, of Briscoe mode here. With both RFK guys, uh, and this one's Busher at minus one ten, and it's over on DraftKings. 
You know, and it's funny because Harvick at one point, that Stuart Haas team was a Chevy team. And, and that was one of those years, that year in 2015, when Harvick was the top Chevy, that was because Stuart Haas was a Chevy team. So um, you talk about him being in a Ford, he, he pretty much breaks the mold. He just that's, that's the way it is. He's always driven the same, whether he was in a Chevy, whether he was in a Ford, whether he was on a tandem bike with, uh, with his crew chief. It doesn't matter what Kevin Harvick has driven um, he's driven it well. Speaking of that, I'm going to take him in a head-to-head over Martin Truex Jr. Uh, this one's at minus 110 over on Caesars. I mean, your auto lock for Kevin Harvick is a top 10, right? This is obviously just a guy that's going to be in the top 10. He has eight straight top 10 finishes here with two wins at Dover, right? I mean, got to go back eight races for top 10 finishes. He's got seven top fives in that number four car uh, in 16 races. His average finish on this track is 12.9. What's his average finish in 2023? 13.2. It's not 10th place, but it's damn near close. And he's got five top 10 finishes, three top top five finishes. It hasn't been the picture-perfect last season for Kevin Harvick yet, but if there's tracks that Kevin Harvick is really, 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 really good at, well, this is one. Obviously, we know Phoenix is another, right? We know that he's fantastic at these these short tracks, these mile tracks, and he'll lay down a top ten finish for you. So I'm not, I have no doubt whatsoever that he will once again be right at the front this season in this final race at Dover. It's got to be one of those tick marks, right? You got it. You want to finish well at Dover. He's got two wins, like I said, in in uh, the last eight starts. So I think he's got an opportunity to try it again. Martin Truex Jr., on the other hand, he's got 18 top 10s and 32 starts. It's an f- impressive resume at Dover. I can see why these guys are put together in this head-to-head. Um, but his last two starts here, he's finished 19th and 12th, right? Not not a good 2022 and 2021 season for Martin Truex Jr. We have argued over the last few weeks that Martin Truex Jr. may have been weighed down by a lot of stuff going on at home. He's free of that now. He's had some pretty decent finishes, right? His average finish here in 20, uh, 2023 all season long is 13.4, so literally just 0.2 spots behind Kevin Harvick overall. But he's only got three top 10s and only one top five so far this season. So while his average finish might be better, I guess if you want to use fantasy football terms, uh, Kevin Harvick's ceiling is much higher than, uh, than Martin Truex. And obviously, I think Harvick's floor is a lot higher than Martin Truex Jr.'s right now this season if all things are equal on a track like Dover. Yeah, remember last time, or last year at this time, for, for some of you OG listeners, uh, we had two retired drivers that we weren't touching. Well, more so I wasn't touching. You were you were on Harvick from the beginning, but two retired drivers, these old guys couldn't figure out these cars. Uh, look where we're at now. We, we can't stop betting on Kevin Harvick at this point. Martin Truex Jr., not such... Not so much the case. I just shared uh, the picture in the Discord, Rod, if you want to look at it. But turn four at Dover this weekend now says Harvick four on it. We're starting to get into the tracks. This is his final time at Dover, and he said he's done racing. He's not coming back. He's not going to be racing anymore. So this is it. Like Dover does some of these tracks, you know, Talladega last week. We're going to go back there in the fall. Maybe they'll do something for him then. But this is it for Dover. This is the last time. So he's got that. These fire paint schemes they've been bringing to the track, too. This week, it's the Hunt Brothers green on the top, which is a beautiful green. And then it's got Realtree kind of across it and the camo underneath. Oh, go. It's beautiful. Go look at that up on the internet as well. It's in the Discord. 
also. But uh, just some some cool stuff there. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Harvick, again, we've talked about him all season. I don't need to reiterate everything you just said. He is a guy we can trust. Martin Truex Jr., we're going to see flashes, right? He'll probably look good at points. Can't trust him to get the reliable, good finishes like we can with Harvick. Um, and, and again, good luck finding me going against Kevin Harvick anymore for the rest of his career here as it winds down. Uh, my next matchup, also going over to DraftKings again, I am going to continue the fade non-Kevin Harvick SHR cars. I'm going to take Ty Gibbs over Ryan Priest at minus 110 over on DraftKings. Um, now, not a ton of, uh, I mean, neither of these guys, okay, so actually, I take that back. I was about to say neither of these guys raced this race last year, but Priest did actually race this race last season. He was in an SHR prepared Rick Ware car, finished 25th. Not that impressive, really. Um, but you go back and you look at what they've done recently. Uh, again, I tossed Richmond in there. Gibbs, ninth place. He's on been on that incredible run of top 10 finishes. Had a good run last week at Talladega up front all day until he ran out of gas at the end. Man, he was looking like he was going to cash that 60-1 to one for us um, for a little bit there. But So you go back to Richmond, ninth for him, 18th for Priest. Then you go back to these intermediates earlier in the season. And back-to-back at Vegas, Gibbs in 22nd, uh, Priest in 23rd, and then California, 16th for Gibbs, 33rd for Priest. Um, and and you, again, you go back to last season, 25th here for Priest. Rick Ware car, yes. Supposedly it was prepared Stuart Haas, a fifth Stuart Haas car. I mean, whatever. But in, uh, Ty Gibbs had a good run here, third place in Xfinity in that race. But Ty Gibbs, we've talked about him a lot lately. He's been getting it done. He's been getting good, solid results. And he just he goes out there. He does his thing, gets a good finish. I don't expect him to come up and win this race or be in the top five or anything. He can give you a solid day. Priest, you can't trust that. You saw it even at a place like was he was the Martinsville race, right? Where he qualified on the pole, leads the first portion of the race, and then the mistakes kick in, right? He makes the mistake. The team makes the mistake, gets sent to the back, never hear from him again. He never comes back. Um, then he goes last week, he gets the hardest hit he says he's ever taken. Uh, listening to some more people, I think it was Dale Jr. I was listening to today, kind of break that down. You look at how horrible that Kyle Larson car was. Jr. said he talked to Larson. Larson said he feels fine. But if you look at all the stuff that absorbed that impact inside of Larson's car, then you go and talk to Ryan Priest, and he's very sore. He's been hurting since then. But you look at his car, and nothing in his car absorbed that impact. It all went to him. If you see the video, his head bounces forward, almost hits the steering wheel, pops his visor up. That's how much force that hit was. He's going to be feeling that. I think you can count that as a negative in that momentum category. Not that he's going to come out and be scared or anything. He's a race car driver. He's He's been in wrecks before. He can get it done. But stuff like that, when it shakes you, when it throws you off your game, just a little tiny bit, that can be all the difference you need. I expect Gibbs to just, you know, hammer chisel away like he has been get another good solid result wasn't quite ready to pull the trigger on the top 10 for him this week i don't remember where his odds were at i don't that's again i looked i almost looked immediately at that along with the kevin harvick top 10 odds just because those have uh those have been my two go-tos here lately kevin harvick was is my 175 again if you want to just pay the you only pay the juice if you lose so go for it you can i don't think either of us are playing that but uh Ty Gibbs, Gibbs is a plus one eighty. Plus one eighty, yeah. So you could you could uh, make a good argument for that. It's not as as juicy as some of the ones we've been getting previously with him getting uh, the good results. But 
I think taking him over Priest at minus 110 is just an easier way to – he doesn't have to finish in the top 10. He's just got to beat one guy, and it's an SHR car on an almost intermediate track. I'll take that. I will too. Uh, again, like I said, Gibbs has been one of those guys where we just we've watched him grow in in such a short amount of time. wasn't as if we weren't thinking about it already, but uh, definitely have have watched him uh, succeed. And I think he's going to do nothing but that over the next uh, several weeks. We're going to see him contend next year. I think we're really going to see him contend uh, just for for everything. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's going to be scary once he starts contending because mm, yeah. watch out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll have another young gun on our hand, as it were. Yep. Speaking of young guns, uh, the old guard, Kyle Bush. Uh, I've got him over Tyler Reddick at minus 115. This one's kind of a, a crazy one. I don't know why they put these two together. Um, not, not that, you know, Reddick hasn't shown flashes. Obviously Reddick does have a win this season. Now that you said that they're going to finish back to back spots, Rod. I know that's just the way it is, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to be fighting to all, all race long for that one spot. And then we're going to see either Tyler Reddick or Kyle Busch, hopefully Kyle Busch for our sake, finish that one spot ahead. But Kyle Busch has got 34 starts on this track. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much. He's driven around this mile, right? That's a lot of laps. That's a lot of experience for Kyle Busch on this track. In that span, he's got 21 top 10 finishes, 13 top fives. His average finish here, though, is eight, uh, 14th. rather. Um, but, of course, this season we did talk about all the success that he's had so far in his two wins uh, on the season. Obviously, at Talladega, backing into one last week, he's riding a little bit of momentum. His average finish this season is 12.2, so not bad for Kyle Busch. And uh, like I said, on this track, he's just been, he's just had a wealth of starts. And uh, and Tyler Reddick has not had that Im immersive wealth of starts. He's only got four starts on this track. He's got one top 10 finish in that, in the eight car, obviously last season, where he finished eighth. Outside of that, last season he finished 30th. Uh, he, he had a 13th place and an 18th place finish to go along as well. Again, this season, he does have a win. He did win uh, in Austin. He did win uh, that race there. Uh, but his average finish overall is 15.3. In his last two starts at Martinsville, he finished 22nd. At Talladega, he finished 16th. Had a good day on the Bristol dirt track. He did finish runner-up, uh, but 16th at Richmond, 15th in Vegas, 34th at Fontana, 39th at Daytona. Obviously, it was a rough start to the season for him with those two crashes. Um, but this has just been too much of a yo-yo season for Tyler Reddick so far. And um, if I'm going to trust a veteran on this track to beat Tyler Reddick, um, I mean, this eight this eight car, it's fast. And, it, and Kyle Busch is proving to be uh, that fired-up guy that we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. So I think he's going to come back to Dover. I think he's going to do good things like he always does. Tyler Reddick may get a top 10 finish, but I feel like Kyle Busch can get a top five if, if that's the case. Yeah, for me, this is clearly Kyle Busch on the right side of this. Um, Tyler Reddick has already kind of shown us this season tracks that he's not been great at in the past. He doesn't suddenly just become good at over in this 2011 equipment. I'm going to make an argument in a few for some 2311 equipment being good on intermediates. So that could be your one caveat. They, they were really good on intermediate tracks last season. They've started out this season not too bad as well, but he's not been good at this track in the past. We saw that. I think it was Richmond where 
um, who was like, wow, you're getting these crazy odds on him. And you look at his track history, it's like, ah, oh, well, he's probably he's probably past that now and was not past that uh, by any means. So I like this. Um, Kyle Busch, he's the other. I was trying. I knew there was another Chevy guy I was trying to think of when you're talking about top Chevys. Kyle Busch, of course, could be that guy. He's been so good here in the past in Toyotas. Now you're throwing him in a Chevy, which we just talked about how Chevys in, in the Hendrick camp specifically have dominated here. But, um, yeah, watch out for Kyle Busch. I'm going to be talking about him more in a few minutes. Next up for me, I'm going to go to another Chevy guy. I'm going to take Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win Group C over on Caesars. This group has Eric Jones, A.J. Allmendinger, Eric Almarola, Bubba Wallace, and Justin Haley in it. Um Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished second place here last season. He has been very good here in the past. Um, you go back and you look at his previous finishes, and he was 20th place in 2021. That's kind of a, his outlier result, but 10th place in 2020, a 16th even in 2019 is not bad, a 9th place finish in 2018, 15th place in the other 2018 race, a 19th in 2017, an 11th in 2016, that's a fair amount of good results from him there. Um, and so I like that a lot. Again, the second place finish here last season was very impressive. And we talked about like at the end of last season, his Coke 600 finish had been his last top 10 finish until the Daytona 500. Now you fast forward to this season since winning that Daytona 500, things have gotten off to a pretty good start. 15th last place at, at uh, or last week at Dega, but go back to Martinsville. He had an eighth place finish there. He was fourth place on the dirt, uh, had a rough day at Richmond, got, got, had a uh, mechanical issues early, um, but a seventh place finish at Coda, even 24th at Las Vegas, but a 12th place finish at California. Uh, and again, he doesn't have to finish great here. He just has to beat these other guys. Um, Eric Jones, I know you talked about him. If he gets the top 10, you're not going to care if you don't cash this bet because you're going to cash Rod's bet. You could hit the top 10 and still cash this bed with Stenhouse anyways. Uh, AJ Allmendinger just has not been very impressive this season outside of the road courses. Eric Almarola, he's the, the third way I'm finding to fade the, the SHR uh, non-Kevin Harvick cars. Bubba Wallace, I'm actually going to make a case for in a minute, but uh, if you hit that other bet, you're not going to worry about this one. And Justin Haley, again, with the AJ Allmendinger, uh, those college cars just haven't been that impressive on on your non-super speedway, non-road course ovals. Uh, so I don't expect a ton out of them. I think Ricky Stenhouse at plus 290. Again, all he's got to do is beat these guys. Honestly, you could probably finish 20th and still win this group if things go correctly. Um, and so I like that for, for Stenhouse at plus 290. So when I was putting my card together, I, I went initially. My very first move was to go Ricky Stenhouse. What is his top 10 odds? I saw them at plus 190, was not impressed, did not add it to my yeah, card. Just, Your that, bet that is way I, better. Yeah, exactly what I waffled back and forth. That was the other one I was like, yeah, plus 190 is just, it's not enough value. And this gives you that cushion of, he could, I think he honestly he could finish 20th and still probably cash this. So it gives you those extra spots where you're not worried about him sneaking into the top 10. He just has to beat these other guys. Yeah. And again, at plus 290, that that group is is beatable. And and even if he does get 11th and and Eric Jones doesn't cash my or you know, maybe Stenhouse gets 9th and and Jones gets 10th and we're both okay. Double dipping, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it yeah, it's just I wanted to go there. I just plus 190 was not enough for me to to give you guys that as an official bet. But even though this one's at minus money, I love this bet. 
I have the winning car number. I've returned back to a winning car number bet. Um, and this one is under 11 and a half. This one's at minus 120. Allow me to read off some of the past winners on this track. Chase Elliott driving the number nine car. I know Alex Bowman drives a 48. That didn't help you. Kevin Harvick drove the four car to a win. Denny Hamlin drove the 11 car to a win. Kyle Larson drove the 42 car to a win here, but he's in the five car. So I'm going to count that as Kyle Larson still winning. He could drive the five car into victory lane. Martin Truex Jr., obviously not there, but Chase Elliott again in 2018. Kevin Harvick again in 2018. Uh, Kyle Busch didn't help you. Jimmy Johnson didn't help you. But within the recent history, right, within the last four or five years, there have been several cars under 11 and a half to drive across victory lane uh, in this. Of course, we all know uh, who is in the the uh, top equipment here uh, as far as the, the under 11. You got guys like Chastain. You got guys like Harvick, Larson. You brought up Keselowski earlier. Maybe not a win, but there's still Kyle Busch. There's Chase Elliott. There's Denny Hamlin. It's a pretty star-studded field under 11.5. Can somebody over this number sneak up and win? Yeah, of course. Uh, any any number of these guys can. But when you look at the favorites list as far as who will actually win this race, Kyle Larson sits at the top, five car. Chase Elliott in the nine car. William Byron, 24, yeah, yeah, yeah. Denny Hamlin, right, sitting up there next. Three of the four are all under 11 and a half, which tells me the books are right there thinking that this car number is going to be under 11 and a half when they cross the finish line at the drop of the checker flag. Yeah, I like it. No argument from me here. You've got very, very solid cars underneath of this number. Um, the main guys we're both picking, uh, three of our four guys are, are all underneath that number as well. So I think we're definitely leaning heavy that way. I know winners come after the break, Rod, but uh, since we are doing the uh, Hamlin, what is, geez, what did I call it? Hamlin mania. Hamlin mania. <laughs> it's all right, it's man. Been, it's been it's been a long night, but anyway, geniuses, we're doing geniuses Ham, just have their their heads all over the place. That's yeah, okay, I don't know about that, but since we are doing Hamlin mania, he is an automatic bet for the show every time for the next five races that count. I have to put that stipulation in the rules about the All Star race, but. You've heard it here, so you know it's been been declared. Uh, but Denny Hamlin, he's plus 900 to win on almost every book, so grab him there. Also, fastest qualifier, plus 600. I want to toss that out there because here's Denny Hamlin starts the last few years here. Hopefully that doesn't get voided because of, of rain, but obviously it could get voided. Just throw that out there. But 2022 started second. 2021 started second. 2020 started 20th, but that was when they were setting stuff with the metric due to COVID. Um the other 2020 race, also second, probably. Well, that would have been. Uh, those were back-to-back days. Oh man, the day, the the days of back-to-back days of racing. Gosh, I missed. I almost obviously don't miss the pandemic. I had COVID last week. Not fun. But uh, anyway, so those were metric set ones. But go back to 2019. Sat on the pole here. Um, you go a little farther back. He's got another pole in 2015. A streak of poles in 2012, 2013. But he has started well here. Um, results have, have been a little bit of a mixed bag lately. Uh, again, like I said, last, uh, season when I was, uh, referencing Ryan's stats, he, he was leading the run. His tire, uh, fell off, literally fell off, uh, and broke. So he ended up with a 21st place finish, but led 67 laps last season, go back to 2020, led 150 here or 115 laps, 2019, led 218 laps here. 
He's got some decent finishes as well. Uh, he won here in 2020 as well. So Denny Hamlin, official show pick. I'm not taking credit. Rod's not taking credit. It's a, it's a joint effort, but he is the show pick at 9-1 to one and fastest qualifier at 6-1. to one. Uh, Again, Hamlin mania. We got to have some bets on Denny Hamlin. So that's where we're putting our chips on number 11. He hit an eleven to one off for us on the uh, on the last week winning the poll. So definitely yes. a, yeah. a good job Rod, there. Yeah, Rod was on Hamlin last week. Got the poll for us. Uh, I think he could do it back to back weeks. Slice his odds a little bit down to six hundred, but uh, we'll yeah. still take it. We'll still take it. Um, but yes, I, I do. Uh, in fact, just truth be told, Hamlin would have been my pick to win anyways. I had to I had to pivot. So the official show pick kind of trumped because I had pick, already put it on the sheet as the official show, pick. which is fine because that I was going to co-sign with we'll, it. Anyways. We'll still give Rod the credit if he has. Yeah, that's all right. We'll be all right. Uh, all right. Well, we will give our official winners out after the break. But let's take a couple of seconds to thank you out there who have been watching, who have been subscribing, who have been liking, who have been ringing the bell, who have been making the YouTube channel a success for us and for the bosses to continue to see that the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is on the rise, which is all thanks to you guys. You guys love this show, and it's it's just coming through, and everybody's seeing it, and we're seeing it, and we love it. So continue to do so, please. Comment, subscribe, like. Again, like I said, Put it on in a nursing home. Those shirts will be made very soon. Grandma's love the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Or maybe your grandma loves the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, But those shirts are forthcoming. Uh, So please, like I said, continue to do that. We love you. We love watching you. We love seeing you and interacting with you. I love trailing off to try to get out of this ad, but I never can. So, uh, yeah, just, just do all that, please. Driver! Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. You could tell how uncomfortable I get when I hit the wrong button on uh, on my soundboard here and fire off the wrong thing when I'm trying to give a plug to one of our, our fine shows in the SGPN. Real quickly, speaking of old-fashioned football, it, it was just released 59 minutes ago, according to my Apple podcast here. Excited to listen to that. Uh, Justin and Miranda, of course, really good friends of ours, our favorite other co- other hosts on the, the network. Um, they are going to be talking about J. Mark's uh, three-round mock draft and comparing it with my three-round mock draft that came out, uh, putting those notes together. Also, a little insider for you. Uh, Justin and I both tonight got approval to do a 2.0 because those mock drafts, uh, after all the rumors and, and the trade, of course, with New York and, and Green Bay the last couple of days, yeah, rip them up, throw them out. So we're going to have updated fresh ones coming out for you uh, likely on Wednesday. Obviously, they need to get out quickly because the draft's coming up, but uh, definitely go check out mine. Go check out Justin's. But I'm excited to hear their conversation uh, as they go through both of our mocks and, and kind of see how people could land, obviously, how it might affect uh, fantasy and stuff. Some pretty, some pretty fun, uh, interesting places with where quarterbacks could land, wide receivers, uh, running back, 
at 10. Bijan to the Eagles. Man, that offense would be crazy. Uh, we'll see if it holds up in the next mock, but uh, definitely check their show out because it's uh, it's pretty awesome, and I'm excited to hear hear their uh, critique and, and thoughts on on how I did on my mock draft and how it maybe looked before everything went crazy. This is why I don't mock. This is exactly why I don't mock. But it's just yeah. Uh, this was been... my first time. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot uh, of work. It is. It is a lot of work. I'll tell you that because you. I mean, I, I keep up with the draft and with the players in it and stuff. But you got to look. Get sit down and look at and go through team needs and stuff. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. So definitely go check out, check those out, and listen to their show too, and uh, hear their thoughts. Because I'm, I'm for one very excited to uh, to hear what all they have to say about it. Me too, as always. Uh, all right. Well, one thing we don't have to worry about mocking is uh, is this race. So uh, who do we think is going to be the winner at the end of the the 400 laps here around this track? Yeah, so again, I got a couple like a, like I usually do, but I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Uh, again, I said this was going to be a Hendrick week um, and shop around because the odds at the top of this board are crazy. It's a coin toss between Elliott and Larson. You could go with either one. Uh, obviously, Larson has, has won, what is it, three of the last or two of the last four races. I don't know what it is, something. He's won a lot of races lately. Elliott's back. He's looking for that win. Um looking to get it done. But like I mentioned earlier, Chase Elliott has been good at this track, led 73 laps in route to the win last season, third place in 2021, fifth place in 2020, one here in 2018, a 12th place in 2018, a second in 2017, a fifth in 2017, two third place finishes all the way back to his rookie season in 2016. He has been good. A couple of bad finishes sprinkled in there that I didn't mention a couple of, of wrecks early on or, or mechanical issues that that forced him out of the race. Of course, that's always always a threat anywhere. But if he's in this race, he is in it and has a chance to win it. Uh, we saw it last year or last week, rather. He, he was up front both stages, right? He's going to be up there racing for those stage points. He's still got that small outside chance of racing his way in. He's got to collect those playoff points, more importantly. I think that was the biggest thing about Almirola getting around him in that second stage. Missed out on that playoff point that could be so vital later on in the season. He's going to be wanting to collect those. They're going to try and find his way up front quickly. I believe heavily in Hendrick this week, so I'm going to take him. Kyle Busch, shop around because he's as low as 12 to 1 on some books. Over on MGM, I found him at 18 to 1 as we recorded this, or as we are recording this, rather. Um, but Kyle Busch has also been very good here. Another guy that's kind of on a streak, right? Yeah, sure, he backed into a win last week, but Big Mo, big momentum is something that does count. You can carry that forward. Um, you you go back and you look here. Uh, obviously, one last week. You go back to the other intermediate races, a 14th place at Las Vegas, but he won the Auto Club race. Um, go back to last season at this race. He was seventh here, third in 2020, a sixth in 2019, uh, 10th in 2019 as well, and eighth in 2018. Won this race in 2017 couple of second place finishes the years before that he's got three wins here led 103 laps in this race last season uh, again the poorly timed caution when he got caught in a pit cycle likely cost him from leading more laps and potentially winning this race yeah he's not in a gibbs toyota anymore but i don't care we've seen these childress chevrolets have been fast this car wasn't great here last season was that the car though or was that uh tyler reddick we've seen bush have a lot of success in this He's, he's racing free now. There is no pressure. He's completely locked into the playoffs with two wins at this point. He can just go out and Kyle Busch, 
You're going to give me let Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush at 18 to one. If he was one of the favorites at, you know, plus 650, plus 700, I might not look at this as hard with the Hendrick guys up there, but at 18 to one, way too much value. Even if you're getting it at, at 14, 15, 16, whatever you can find where you're at when you're listening to this, I would still take it, but shop around because, like I said, again, MGM, not a place we usually pull a ton of odds from, to be honest, uh, but a great offering here at 18 to one. Um, so Kyle Bush. And then my long shot, just kind of throwing a dart out here. Bubba Wallace is 40 to one over on Barstool. Um, his two starts in 23-11 equipment here, 16th and 11th place finish. Those those aren't bad. You go back to earlier this season, he had finished 30th at Auto Club. Um, I think he might have been one of those guys that was caught up in that, that big wreck on the restart. Uh, but a fourth place finish at Vegas, that was a solid run. Go back to Kansas last season, another track, a little bit of higher tire wear, intermediate style. Bubba was the best car in both of those races. 23-11 won both of those races, including Bubba Wallace winning one. I already, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be betting probably on both 2311 cars for Kansas next week. I will be at that race. I was in victory lane last year with Kurt Busch in that amazing looking Jordan car. Hope to be back there again uh, next week in victory lane with them. But Bubba Wallace at 40 to one. I think he's sneaky and could get it done. Um, he was so close again last week to, to getting there, right? He, he's been so close. Uh, he's starting to get that momentum of good runs built back up. I think that we're kind of going into a stretch of tracks here that he can he can continue to do that on. Um, and I think at 40 to 1, again, he's a long shot for a reason, but he could be in the mix. He could find himself in the right position. He's in good enough equipment, and they've proved to be good enough on these intermediates. I think he could get it done. So I will, in the honor of Denny Hamlin and, and Hamlin Mania here, I will take one of the cars that he owns. Give me Bubba Wallace, 40 to 1 to win this race. I want... I want Michael Jordan to actually be at a race where one of these guys actually either wins uh, or has a, a fantastic That would have been finish, so great right? last week. Uh, like he was there. He's on yep. the box. You could see I, him I, sweating I, it out, man. I wonder. I wonder. And when they showed him on the broadcast, right, and he's looking at the guy over his shoulder and, like, he has the NASCAR lingo. Day. He's like, this is what happened. This guy was doing this. And, it, like, he's got the the motions down with his hands. Like, he's a true NASCAR fan. I love Oh, obviously greatest athlete of all time. Best basketball player the world's ever seen. Like it is so great to see that it's, it's absolutely amazing. I would love for it. Maybe he'll be at Kansas. I can be in victory lane with Michael Jordan. That'd be a lot of fun. Come on, Michael show up. Well, I tell you when I was at Sonoma and, and he showed up the hush that fell over everybody, it was just like, here's Michael Jordan and he's walking past you. And he's just like this gigantic guy. I, I don't even, I think he was lost in the clouds for me. I, I don't know that I saw him at all. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's oh, that's just I mean, that's Menacing. he's royalty of, of a, a, anywhere he goes. It's yeah, it's yeah. great to see him in NASCAR. I love it so much. I do, too. You know who else is great to see in NASCAR and we won't see very much longer? Kevin Harvick. Uh, I have him to win this race at 11 to one. This is strictly narrative. We, we talked about how great he's been on this track, his string of top 10 finishes, his fantastic finishes at this track and and the fact that they've named turn four after Harvick this this uh, this last race, there's got to be some emotions. He's won this as recently as 2020, right, uh, where he led 223 laps at this race. Sixth place last year, or uh, two years ago, ninth place last year. He's just, he's Mr. Consistent. And, and if there's a race in which he will cross the finish line first, uh, I, I feel like this has to be it, right? I mean, the last chance he's got to win at this track, the last chance he's got to get his number four car 
in Miles the Monster uh, and, and just to, to kind of go out the way he wants to. Uh, and again, at 11-1, to 1, this is actually really, really good considering who else is above him. You got guys like Truex, Bell, Byron, right? I mean, we talked about how uh, Hendrick Motorsports is, is probably going to be uh, a dominant force, but I don't. you talked about William Byron kind of slipping back. Byron's at plus 700. Uh, I'm looking at Caesars right now, plus 700. Hamlin's at 8. Bell's at 9. Truex is at 10. Kevin Harvick's at 11. Kyle Busch is at 12, right? And Ross Chastain is at 12. I think this is really fantastic odds for Kevin Harvick to to steal one, given that I think of these, and maybe, you know, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott are, are in a league of their own, obviously. But out of all the rest of these guys, Harvick way more consistent than Truex, way more consistent than Bell. You know, the only people he's going to have to fight with are guys like Hamlin, Elliott, and, and Larson, I think, for a large part of this race. But... Again, because I was going to pick Hamlin anyways, uh, and, and we locked him in just as part of the show, I would say that if I was going to sprinkle anything else on anybody, it would be Kevin Harvick at 11-1 to 1 because I do like those odds. Yeah, I, I like it too. There's one book that even has him at 9-1, to 1, so yeah. they obviously believe in him. We believe in him. Again, we, we, <laughs> we talk about him every week, but it's for good reason. He gets it done. Going to be in a slick-looking ride. You got Harvick turn four there at the track. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that it, he very well could get it done. He's the Ford I trust over anybody else. Um, I don't have it pulled up, but I wonder what his top. He's got to be the favorite to be the top Ford, right? Oh, yeah, plus 190. That's plus 190 for him. Joey Logano's next and Brian Blaney at plus 420. That's how much better than the other Fords he should be. Uh, but, yeah, I Kevin Harvick, again, cosign always from me on that. Uh, no argument here. Yeah, and and we talked about it at the beginning of the show too. As far as the trends in this track, this is a very trendy track. This is one where you will see the same names at the top of this list, and and a lot of them are Hendrick cars. A lot of them are names like Hen or uh, Harvick, or you know all of these guys that are up there, Hamlin as well. So um, this is not this is not a track that surprises you a lot, save for a Stenhouse second place finish. But, uh, yeah, a lot of these finishes are very predictable. So, again, thank God we need this. <laughs> we need to have a more predictable track than, than last week's Talladega. So, um, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to go over the bets for this worth 400 from the Dover Motor Speedway in Dover, Delaware. Uh, Cody started you out with Elliott over Byron, the two Hendricks cars, at minus 125 over there on Caesars. I said take a stab at Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 450. Don't go heavy, but a, a four and a half to one hit would be a pretty nice one for Eric Jones. Done it before. Maybe he could do it again at plus 450. Um, and then Cody followed up with a Brett Keselowski over Chase Briscoe at minus 120. Followed up with this RFK teammate Chris Busher over Briscoe as well at minus 110. I told you, find a combination that you feel comfortable with, but make sure you put something on all four of these Hendrick Motorsports Chevys to be the top Chevy, uh, where Larson is at plus 290, Byron's at plus 350, Elliott is at plus 400, Bowman is at plus 70, uh, 725 over there on Barstool. Um, again, whatever makes sense to you to profit off of this, make that happen. Uh, and then I also gave you Kevin Harvick over Martin Truex Jr. at minus 110. Cody gave you Ty Gibbs over Ryan Priest at minus 110. 
Uh, and I gave you Kyle Busch over Tyler Reddick at minus 115. Cody said that Stenhouse was going to be the winner of Group C over there on Caesars at plus 290, which consists of Eric Jones, Almendinger, Eric Almarola, Bubba Wallace, and uh, Justin J.J. Haley Yaley. Um, no, it's Haley. Really, it is. Uh, just don't get confused. Uh, and then I gave you... Not the you, 2009 world champion. Not the 2009 uh, J. J. <laughs> F1 world champion, no. Uh, and then I gave you Kyle Busch... Uh, I'm sorry, I gave you the winning car number under 11.5 at minus 120. And then Cody gave you our show pick, which is Denny Hamlin to win at plus 900. Also as the fastest qualifier at plus 600. Also threw in Chase Elliott at plus 800. Kyle Busch at 18 to 1. And Bubba at 40 to 1. And I tossed in Kevin Harvick at 11 to 1 to win. I will say this to you, ladies and gentlemen, because I've seen this on Twitter a lot as far as don't bet the field because blah, blah, blah. Listen, we give you these picks. We give them to you because we've researched them. We like them. Which ones you pick, which ones you leave behind, it's thoroughly up to you. We're not telling you to bet all of these picks. We're telling you to pick your favorite and go with it. We are not here to dictate to you how to gamble. Whether it's your units, whether it's which picks to tail, that's not our job. Our job is to give you which we feel are our favorite picks. Follow them all. Follow none of them. Listen to us. Watch us for the Hawaiian shirts. I don't care how you consume this or what you do with it. We're just giving it to you. All right? That's first and foremost what this show is all about. So if, if you see us touting, it's because we're happy that somebody cashed on our picks. We're not telling you how to do it. All right? We're just giving you the tools to make it happen. I felt like I had to say that. I'm sorry. It's just I've seen a lot of this on Twitter where people are, are going crazy on folks saying, you know, oh, you got can't bet the field because that's not a good betting strategy. Of course it's not. No one's telling you to do that. And if they are, that's irresponsible. Ugh, sorry. Bet responsibly. Uh, also, a tease for tomorrow's show. Uh, as we've been recording, Xfinity odds have come out, Rod. Finally. The, t- the top two favorites are JRM cars at plus 275 <laughs> and plus 400. So... You can get our comments tomorrow on that. Guess who Cody's uh, know, not betting? I'm, I'm licking my chops. I'm about to go pl- drive to Iowa, play some vets as soon as we hit end <laughs> recording on this because, good Lord, what are we doing here? Uh, I just Okay. Anyways, so tune in tomorrow for the Xfinity Series show picks, and we can make fun of the books for putting JRM cars up front. You can. I, I'm still not supposed to bet on a certain <laughs> Rod's way, already. Rod's already loaded up. Uh, Loaded up on JRM guys on, on his side of things, I'm sure. Hey, listen, when, you, when you're hot, you're not, right? Uh, all right, <laughs> Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media as we start to wrap things up. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Again, make sure you go back or go over there uh, to at NASCAR Gambling. That's our show Twitter handle. We've got the, the uh, tweet pinned with the link and everything, so you can get in the contest. It's free. You don't have to do anything special. Enter your you know, name, email, all that stuff so we can contact you. And we will be making our picks on Friday for that. So definitely tune back in for that. Also, I'm going to be on the Laying Coin podcast this week with uh, Rory Picks and Skybox NASCAR. Mark over there. Those are our fun group of guys. I might have to have some alcoholic beverages before I go on there just to try and keep up to their level. Uh, so that's going to be a good time. And then, yeah, like I said, my Mock Draft 2.0 is going to be coming out on Wednesday, so make sure you check that out as well. Uh, man, NFL Draft's almost here. That's always fun. Also, I'm excited, Rod. It's a more predictable track this week, hopefully. Crossing my finger. Hopefully it is actually more predictable. 
but going to be a good racing. Hopefully we can get it in. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go racing. Let's go racing. Let's go monster mile racing, shall we? Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media. The back road will be on this week. I will be on it as well. Uh, having some fun over there with everybody. Draft week. Cape and I on the SGPN. Cody and I will both be on at different times uh, to talk our picks for the mock draft that they got going on. So much stuff happening on the SGPN network. Just keep a lock on it as well. Uh, and yeah, as, as Cody said, this week we'll have a lot of fun with uh, the Xfinity picks, with this uh, bracket that we got going on. Man, just, just so much fun. Thanks for coming along with the ride. Thanks for sticking with us. So we'll see you tomorrow. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.